Well, God bless to each and every one of you. We greet you in the precious name of Jesus. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Call a neighbor, call a friend. Let them know that Yes Lord Ministries is now on the air. My God, we're excited. We know that this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Are you getting ready for your miracle? Amen. God is working miracles today because he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. My God, my God, we give honor to God who's the head of our life, to his son, Jesus Christ, to the precious Holy Spirit. We thank God for Pastor Mamie Torbert, anointed woman of God. Thank God for all of our pastors, you, the precious people of God, those that are watching now, those that may be viewing this replay. We thank God for you, you, and especially you. I'm telling you, God is just doing so many wonderful things. Amen. And we're happy that you joined us on our midweek Bible encounter. Amen. And we want to um, encourage you through the word of God. And um, if you have not downloaded our Yes Lord Ministries app, we encourage you to do that. Amen. So you could be kept abreast of the things that are going on at Yes Lord Ministries. We're getting ready, getting ready, getting excited for the next phase of Yes Lord Ministries. I'm telling you, this year has been a phenomenal year. Amen. And there's nobody like our God. He continues to show himself strong and prove himself over and over and over again. Amen. Let's get into the word of God on tonight. Tonight, we've been doing a teaching series on uh, tithes, you know, the benefits of tithing and sowing. And so tonight we want to kind of continue in that thread. And tonight, if you're taking notes or, or this afternoon, whenever you're listening, we want to talk about the corporate favor of God, the corporate favor of God. And I want you, if you would, to go to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 8. The book of Deuteronomy chapter 8, I want to look at verses 1 through 6. The book of Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 1 through 6. Now, I'll be reading out of the King James Version, so just in case you have a different translation, at least you know that we're on the same block. And so there, uh, verse 1, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 1 through 6, it reads like this. All the commandments which I command thee this day shall ye observe to do that which that ye may live, watch this now, and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers. And thou shalt, verse 2, remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee, to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. Verse 3, and he humbled thee, amen, and he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not, neither did thy fathers know that he might make thee know that man 
does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. Verse four, thy raiment, my God, wax not old upon thee, neither did thy foot swell these 40 years. Verse five, thou shalt also consider in thine heart that as a man chasteneth his son, so the Lord thy God chasteneth thee. Therefore, thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways and to fear him. Amen. Let me again read that verse number one. All the commandments which I command thee this day shall ye observe to do that ye may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers. And I want to talk with you in the time that's allowed to me from this subject, the corporate favor of God. I want you to touch and agree with me on these several things. Result of our reading his written word, hearing his spoken word, and receiving the raiment word, we should now begin to experience the manifested word and enjoy the fruits, prosperity, the success, the victory, protection of his word in Jesus' name. Would you lift your hands before the Lord and say, Lord Jesus, as the servant has decreed and declared, be it so in Jesus' name. Give him a praise because he's going to do just that. The corporate favor of God. In this scripture, we find the charge here is given to the children of Israel is the same as before to keep and to do all commandments. Their obedience must be based on rather the favor of God. Watch this. Careful to observe to do. The word careful, that was to observe to do. Universal, to do all the commandments. That's in verse 1. And, ver and the next point is from a good principle with a regard to the Lord as the Lord and their God, and particularly with a holy fear or reverence of him, according to verse 6. From a reverence of his majesty, a submission to his authority, and a dread of his wrath to engage them to this obedience, watch this, besides the great advantages of it, which he sets before them, they should live, I love this, you may want to note this, they should live and multiply and all should be well with them. He directs them. So in other words, when you're going to walk in the favor of God, I want you to understand, my God, I feel a breakthrough for somebody. When you're going to walk in the favor of God, that means that you're going to experience his hand, his word, his mouth, and his desire upon your life to be evident and manifest. So in other words, when you go to work, favor. When you go to school, favor. My God. When you in your neighborhood, favor. When you go to have work on your car, favor. When you go buy a new home, favor. When you go to buy a new car, favor. Somebody ought to put that in the chat. Favor. My God. And so here, a review 
of the great things God had done for them in the wilderness as a good argument for obedience when you look at chapter 8, verses 2 through 5, verse 15, and verse 16. But now, for them to reflect back upon the wilderness. Now, what did God do? And this is something that we should all note too. Yo, a lot of times we find so many that find it easy to complain. You all may not know nobody like that, but just in case you come across them, they find it too easy to complain, but yet they forget to reflect upon the good things that God has already done. And if you are have a heart of gratitude, and we're going to be going into gratitude and thankfulness in the next uh, month, when you look at this, think about he brought them through the wilderness and they, they, even though they were wandering, but the wandering was caused because of their disobedience, their doubting God, their wanting to do things their own way. And any time, like with Israel, anytime we want to go against the will of God, the way of God, the word of God, it will cause us to wander in the wilderness. Do I have a witness here? So here this lesson, he wanted them to reflect upon what it was that he done. He said, look, I brought you through the wilderness, but while you were in the wilderness, I fed you, I provided to you. Am I talking to anybody? You got to understand that though we may not have everything that we desire, but one thing about it, my God, Philippians 4, 19, promised to supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So in other words, we are properly positioned to experience God's goodness and his faithfulness. My, my. So here he says, I want you to remember how I led you these 40 years in the wilderness. Now that they had come of age and were entering upon their inheritance, they must be reminded of the discipline they had been under doing the minority and the method God had taken to train them up for himself. Watch this now. This is very key. When the children of Israel going through the wilderness, it was maturing them Oh, my God, as they were advancing, they were being advanced, but God was teaching them lessons. See, so whatever position you find yourself in now, some may say, I don't know why I'm going through this. This pandemic has caused so much havoc in my life. There, I've lost some things. I've gained some things. I've lost some family members. I've gained family members. And, and, and so when you're going through it, start journaling. Somebody was talking to me the other day about this. Start journaling. Is it important to journal? Yes, because why? The Bible is consists of numerous journals. Are you with me? Uh, they, where the authors, they were writing down as God was doing things for them. David is a great journalist, person that journals, because why? He said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He was journaling leaving it on record for us to get a sneak preview that if God did it for David, my, 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 how much would God do it for me? So the wilderness was the school in which they had been for 40 years, 
boarded and taught under tutors and governors at this was a time to bring them into all remembrance. So what are you saying? As we reviewing the resume of God through his word, we need to understand what a mighty God we serve. The occurrences of these last 40 years were the very memorable, well worthy to be remembered, very useful, profitable to be remembered as yielding this a complication of arguments for obedience. And they were recorded on purpose that they might be what? Remembered. And that's what I love about in that verse. One, all these commandments which I command thee this day, ye shall what? Observe to do that ye may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto you. Now, here's something else that need to be considered. They must remember, number one, the straits they were sometimes brought to. Example, number one, for the mortifying of their pride. Are you with me? It was to humble them that they might not be exalted above measure. Are you with me? With the abundance, all right? So that word mortify, it talks about the humbling, humiliating, shameful, chastening, embarrassing. So in other words, and this is a lesson for us because how many of us has come in contact with people who they pray, God, give me a job. They pray, God, give me a house. They pray, God, give me a spouse. And God blessed them with these things. And then they forget about what God has done for them and they get besides themselves as feel as though they were the ones, as they used to use this terminology, they pull themselves up by their own bootstraps. They're the ones that got them that successful business. They're the ones that was um, blessed themselves to get all those properties. No, 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 it is God, the Bible says, who gives us power to get wealth for he what bless the labor of our hands that whatsoever we do it it shall prosper are you with me am i helping anybody here so first it was the mortifying of their pride second it was for the manifesta manifesting of their perseverance in other words to prove them, test them, that they and others might know for God himself perfectly knew it before. All that was in their heart and might see that God chose them, not for anything in them that might recommend them to his favor, for their whole carriage was untoward and provoking. In other words, if it was left up to Someone else, Israel wouldn't have been selected, but they were God's chosen people. Now, I'm going to bring something else into you, because some may say, well, I was not privileged to be a Jew or Israel. Well, here's the good news. Because we are children of God, we're the sons of God, the females are the women of God, you got to understand. We're now adopted in through the blood of Jesus Christ. So therefore, we are heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. My God, so whatever Jesus is entitled to, 
because we are a joint heir with him, we are entitled to some of the same blessings. Oh my God. And look, the favor and grace that was on Abraham, we can benefit from that because he said in Genesis 11, 12, and 22, he says, and through you shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. And guess what? We're a nation. My God, we are a nation. So then he says that they are, uh, therefore God tried them, Exodus 16, 28, and God therefore tried them as our first parents were tried by the trees of the garden, being Adam and Eve, where they would keep God's commandments or not. Or God therefore would prove them whether they would trust his promises, the word which he commanded to a thousand generations, and in a dependence on his promises, obey his precepts. So in other words, what is saying to us, can we trust the word of God? Do we really lean on God? Do we really depend on God? Well, the proof to the pudding would be is when you're going through adversity, when you're going through trials, do you find yourself trusting God or doubting God or questioning God why? Now, granted, everything that we go through, we may not always like it, but we need to trust God. So they must remember the supplies which were always granted to them. God himself took particular care of their food, raiment, health, and what they would have more. In other words, there was no lack. And I want you to think about this for a moment. If God did this for the children of Israel, how much more would God do that for you? Matthew 5 says, as he takes care, the birds of the air who don't really have a place to lay their heads, how much more would our heavenly father provide for us? If there's anybody listening right now, watching right now, and you know that God has made provision for you, just put it in the chat. He provided, my God. And they had manna for food, verse 3. God suffered them the hunger and he fed them with manna. You know, a lot of times, the, some of the situations we might find ourselves in are a perfect opportunity for us to experience a move of God. Are you with me? It's a perfect opportunity for us to experience a move for God. So the next time you go through something, and the enemy whispers in your ear, complain to God, put the brakes on. Say, you know what? If God, you know, and they got these words, I just said, if God brought me to it, he'll bring me through it. Well, I'm going to add to that. And that sounds mighty nice. But if God allows me to go through this, there is something greater that he has in store for me. So I said, Lord, I yield to you. Are you with me? And I'm quite certain every one of us watching and listening right now on the sound of my voice, there is something that you went through you didn't think you could make it yourself. But God showed up right on time. My, my, my. Are you with me? And so then what we find here, we find in this lesson here that God is so amazing that 
he continues to show himself strong. So the first part was that he what? He he mortified them of their pride for the manifestation of their per perseverance. So in other words, can he take it? And then they must remember the supplies which were always granted them. The next point is, though God, watch this now, these things God did were altogether miraculous and without precedent. The Lord created a new thing for their supply. Do you not know? I don't know who this lesson is for, but I'm going to encourage you today through the word of God that you are prime. You are situated. You are positioned to see God do a new thing in your life, in your ministry, in your business, in your family. Oh, my God. Anybody ready? Take a moment. Let's take a moment and give God a praise right there. Woo, my God. Yes. Though God has had a, has appointed bread for the strengthening of man's heart, that is ordinarily made the staff of life, yet God can, when he pleases, command support and nourishment without it and make something else very unlikely to answer the intention as well. Oh, my God. I, you know, while even saying this and teaching this lesson, I love the word of God. And, and I thought about how when Elijah, how God provided for him, gave a raven, a raven, a scavenger's bird. I mean, a foul bird. I mean, you know, it's not the kind you would want as a pet. But yet God used it to bring him provision and position him by a brook. Oh, my God. Come on, y'all. This is amazing. Do you not know we serve us an awesome God? Woo, yes. And then, watch this now. And then that we might live upon air, and if it were sanctified for what use by the word of God, for the means God ordinarily uses, he is not tied to it, but can perform his kind purposes to his people without them. So in other words, when it looked like the brook dried up over here, God will open the door. Oh, my God. He'll open a door over here. Do I have a witness in here tonight? My God. And so I says now, and then it says Matthew chapter 4, verse 3 and 4, where it talks about, he said, when the Satan wanted to tempt Jesus, it says, turn these stones into bread. Jesus let him know why. He said, my father, my heavenly father can keep me alive without bread. Oh, my God. Do you just visualize yourself having that level of confidence in God, having your faith so built up, so encouraged that you can speak the word when the enemy want to come in and then let none of God's children distrust their father, nor take any sinful indirect course for the supply of their own necessities. Some way or other. God will provide for them in the way of duty and honest diligence and very shall he, verily, my God, shall they be fed. 
it may be applied spiritually. The word of God as it is the revelation of God's will and graciously duly received and entertained by faith is the food for the soul, the life which is supported by that is the life of man, not only that life which is supported by bread, the manner typified Christ, the bread of life. He is the word of God. By him we live, we move, and have our being. My God, my God. Is this blessing blessing anybody here? The Lord evermore gives us that bread which endures to eternal life and let us not be put off with the meat that perish. I was looking at something the other day. Someone posted that they were putting it in the form of a prophetic word that the shortage of food, mm. but yet it was an opportunity for prosperity. Are y'all with me? So even if there is no meat, we will survive. My God, are you with me? We will, hey, glory to God. We will survive. Somebody need to put that in the check. We will survive. Now watch this now. And this is another point. Look, look at this verse. The same clothes served them from Egypt to Canaan, at least the generality of them. There was no change of raiment. Yet it was always new and did not get old. The King James Version says, it waxed not old upon them. I mean, listen, my grandmother, I just loved her. When she was alive, let me tell you, she was phenomenal. She would um, literally, on Sunday, if we had two services, she literally would dress two different outfits. No joke. Two different outfits. I mean, she was sharp. I mean, she 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 just was a classy woman. She just was classy. So I guess I took it on to. Yeah. So anyway, what, what am I saying? Just think for a moment. Now I could wear this shirt, I could wear this bow tie, probably two days, all right, three days. Somebody gonna say, Oh, does he have any more clothes? Are you with me? But they were in the wilderness for 40 years. And none of their clothes rotted. No, 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 no thread out of place. I mean, just think how much you could save on your budget for buying clothes. That was a free one for somebody. Are you with me? They had no need, no change arrangement, yet it was always new. This was a standing miracle. And the greater if. As the Jews say, they grew up with them. Now, that's another thing. That's that. Come on, y'all. That's another thing. Visualize, even if they change sides, you know, from eating, from whatever, walking, whatever, they lost weight, gained weight, yet they were able to wear the same clothes. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Somebody needs to lift their hands and say, Lord. I thank you for being my provider. Yes, Lord. My God, this is encouraging. I praise encouraging you. And so this miracle, but it is plain that they brought out of Egypt bundles of clothes on their shoulders, Exodus 12, 34, which they might barter with each other as the occasion and these with what they wore 
sufficed till they came into the country where they could furnish themselves with new clothes. But by the method God took of providing food and raiment for them, th this is amazing. This is amazing. I want you to just, I pray this lesson is blessing you. Watch this, blessing me. He humbled them. It was the mortification to them to be tied for 40 years together to the same meat without any varieties and to the same clothes in the same fashion so nobody can walk, strut down the aisle and show off their new Easter garment, show off their Mother's Day garment, show off their Father's Day garment. No, no. They all had to wear the same thing. And nobody said, didn't you have that on yesterday? Didn't you have that on yesterday? No, this is good. This is good. So he taught them that the good things he designed for them were figures, oh my God, of better things. And that the happiness of man consists not in being clothed in purple or fine linen and in faring sumptuously every day, but in being taken into covenant and communion with God. Do you not know this is why in order for us to walk in the corporate favor of God is we need to be in alignment with God as an individual, be in alignment with God as a corporate body, be in alignment with God, whether or not we agree on everything. That's Listen, life has it where we won't agree on everything, but one good thing about it, do you believe in Jesus Christ and him crucified that rose from the dead and know that he's sitting on the right hand of the Father, always interceding for us? Oh, my God. Give God some praise right there. And so here, God was teaching them how to, one, be appreciative of what they had. Do you not know sometimes people become how do you say, disillusion, because they got a nice car, they live in a nice house, blessed to live in a nice neighborhood, got some money in the bank. They feel as though I got more than you and you ain't gooder than me and you ain't better than me. But no, God was teaching them a lesson. Appreciate the gifts in each other's life. Appreciate what you have. Don't focus on what you don't have. And so here he says, he humbled them, then he proved them whether they could trust him to provide for them when, when means and second causes fail. Thus, he taught them to live in a dependence of providence and not to perplex themselves, perplex themselves with the care what they should eat or drink. Let me tell you, I need to say this to somebody right now. Get into a habit of disciplined fasting. Get into a habit of disciplined fasting. Why? Should there be a shortage of food, it won't cause us as believers to lose it. To act like, oh my God, what are we going to do? How are we going to make it? No. Start trusting God. Don't wait to a situation has to occur before you get into action. That's so many, even believers, are in a reactive mode instead of a proactive mode. The word already said it. 
in the last days, many shall heed to seduce the spirits, fall away from the truth of God's word, going after other doctrines, going after other error that seem to be truths. No, the devil is a liar. You need to trust God. So get back into discipline fasting. And so here, God took care of their health with ease. Though they traveled on foot in a dry country, the way rough and untrodden, yet their feet swell not. Some people stand on their feet too long, their feet start swelling. Some folks eat certain things, their bodies start swelling. But God preserved them from taking hurt by the inconveniences of the journey and mercies of this kind, we ought to acknowledge that those that follow God's conduct are not only safe, but easy. My God, our feet swell not while we keep in the way of obeying God. It is the way of trans the way of transgression is hard. Are you with me? Philipp Proverbs 13, 15. But God has promised to keep the feet of his saints. For Samuel chapter 2, verse 9. They must also remember the rebukes they had been under. Verse 5 of Deuteronomy chapter 8. During these years of their education, they had been kept under a strict discipline, not without need. And as a man chastening his son for his good, because he loves him, so the Lord thy God chasteneth thee. God is a loving, tender father to all his children. Yet, when there is occasion, they shall feel the smart part of the rod. Yeah, God is a loving God, but yet the scripture says he chastises those he loves. And listen, if you feel as though you're being chastised by God, you may want to note this. Thank him. Because why? You could have been given over to a reprobated mind, meaning you have no sensitivity of feeling such as what's right, what's wrong. You have no acknowledgement that there really is a God because why? You become numb to it. Are you with me? But not as man wounds, what's this now, and slays his enemies whose destruction he aims at, but God as a as chases as a man chasing his son whose happiness and welfare he designed. So God chastens them. I never forget. We were younger, and when our parents would discipline us, we didn't call it the word discipline, they beat us. And when they would whoop us, y'all probably heard that word whoop us, you know, with a belt or switch. Let me tell you, they said, you know, I really don't, I really don't want to have to do this, but I'm just doing it because I love you. And we would look back at them like, if you really love me, why you got to beat me? You know, but today I listened to yesterday, we were life celebration of one of the saints. Amen. And how that uh, 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 the presiding elder said that um, he recalled he said the discipline they were going through when they were younger uh, children in the church says they didn't like it. He said, but now they appreciate it. Are you with me? They appreciate it. So listen, some of the things God has allowed us to go through and we encountered and experienced, we didn't, may enjoy it. We may not have liked it. We may not even love God really why it was being done. 
but we appreciate it now. When you mature in the things of God, you start learning more about God and, and his loving kindness toward us. It, listen, that I believe with Jeremiah in the book of Lamentations, great is the faithfulness of God. Morning by morning, new mercies we see. See, we're getting a chance to experience the hand of God, the grace of God, the favor of God, the, the, the smile of God, the blessings of God, the wind of God. Oh, my God, the provision of God, the healing of God, oh, the meet my need, God. I mean, you know, it's just so amazing. And so this, they must consider in their heart. That is, they must own it from their own experience that God had corrected them with a fatherly love for which they must return him a reverence and compliance. Watch this now. Because God had chastened thee as a father, verse 6, therefore thou shalt keep his commandments. This use we should make of all our afflictions, but, but then let us be engaged and quickened to be obedient. Thus they are directed to look upon the wilderness. In other words, think about it. What did God bring me through? What is it that I can thank him for? Can we take a moment and begin to think about, look, look at the favor of God. Now, you, you, pre teacher, you said the corporate favor of God. Yes, this wasn't just one individual, but their whole nation was experiencing this favor. I'm telling you, they was experiencing this favor in such a way I'm telling you that we serve us an awesome God. I mean, just think about this. What would your life be if you were totally obedient to God in all things? He would bless. You would be so blessed. I'm telling you, you would be so blessed that you walk in the store. I, I just thought about this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The other day, Best Mamie and I were going to a store and we thought we had this coupon, but we couldn't locate it. And so, you know, I just used the skills that God blessed me with. And I started talking to the, the sales clerk and, you know, I said, mm, we don't have it. We couldn't pull it up. But then let me tell you the awesomeness of God. Let me tell you. While we were walking, to do a favor for the clerk. I'll tell you the awesomeness of God just by serving. The, the servant, the clerk said, oh, I'm giving you another $50 off. I said, thank you, Jesus. Because watch, the $50 was more than the other discount we would have normally received. I'm talking favor, favor. Listen, we can go on and on about the favor of God. But if you've ever experienced favor and then next week want to pick back up on some of the things that that favor was going to bring them into, I'm telling you, this is so amazing. The, the corporate favor of God. I want you, if you would, to write in the chat, somebody to write in the chat, the favor of God. Yeah, the favor of God. Because why? When you think about it and you got the favor of God, it could do things for you that money can't do, an academic degree can't do, nothing wrong with having either of those. Friends can't do, ain't nothing wrong with having that. Family can't do, ain't nothing wrong with that. But when you have the favor of God, oh my God, could you visualize it? 
the hand of God following you, on you, and you you want to turn this way and the hand of God turn you that way and say, oh, that's favor. i never forget. Listen, I got so many favorite reports. Let me tell you, God is so awesome. I was going to a meeting one day a few years ago, and the wind was really blowing strong. But And some people had walked by me. But let me tell you what the awesomeness of God. Holy Spirit said, look down. I looked down. And there folded up. I didn't know what it was. But he said, look down. I looked down. My God. And when I unfolded what I saw. Y'all ready for this? Anybody ready for this? Write in the chat. I'm ready for this. My God. See, if y'all was, we was in the same building, I said, can I get a witness? Can I get an amen? Somebody said, I'm ready for this. Watch this now. It was a crisp $50 bill. A crisp $50 bill. My God. Listen, I, I, I had to remember I had to go to this meeting. I'm telling you, I, I had to go to this meeting, but I was like, God. You is so awesome. Listen, that's favor. You know, I'm telling you, God is amazing. He is amazing. And so I want you, the, 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 from this day forward, the remaining next week till next week, I want you, you can go longer if you want to. I want you to, to, to confess out of your mouth and decree, I walk in corporate favor of God. I walk in the favor of God. I walk in the favor of God. Are you with me? I walk in the favor. Mm. I walk in the favor of God. My God, my God. Listen, my time is out. I, I got to go. But listen, I pray that this lesson encourage you. I encourage you to share this lesson with someone else. And if you'd like to get a copy of this lesson, download our app. There's a uh, capability you can be able to through our app or through our website you'll be able to get a pdf copy of this lesson just go teach it to other people share it with other people it's okay we're all right with that you know what i'm saying if we share the bible amen we could share with other people you know because there's somebody else you know that was not maybe they had to work got to go to school or whatever they wasn't able to be on this broadcast during this time, but they were, they can be blessed through the word and they'll be thanking you for sharing this word with them. And so my God, we got to go, we got to go, but we don't ever want to have a time in the word of God and in time of ministry where we don't extend an opportunity for someone that may need to get a relationship with God. The children of Israel, because they were able to experience the favor of God, they, it was because of relationship. We all need a relationship with God. And so I want to pray with you tonight. And those of you, whether you, you know Jesus, and those of you that know Jesus, have a relationship with Jesus, we want you, if you don't mind, joining with us as we're praying this prayer for those that may be praying for the first or fifth time, but they made up their mind. They want to give their life to Jesus. Listen, it's wonderful for us to have the favor of God. It's wonderful for you to have the favor of God. But we want everybody to experience the favor of God because God has no respect of persons. Are you with me? It's not the color of our skin. It's not our height. It's not how much money we have, don't have, it's male or female. Are you with me? It doesn't even matter what church we go to. But we can have the favor of God. Are you with me? So this journey with me, Lord Jesus, I thank you for encouraging me through your word of opportunity to experience the corporate favor of God. I invite you into my life 
I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart and to forgive me of every one of my sins. Cleanse me, Jesus. Wash me. Make me whole. I want to have an assurance that I can always be with you and you will always be with me. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for my sins, but rising on the third day, giving me victory, giving me hope and a new opportunity in life. I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth that right now I am saved. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. My God, listen, you prayed that prayer. You believed the words that you said. My God, welcome to the body of Christ. That's right. That's right. That's right. Welcome to the body of Christ. You made that decision. Send us an email at events at ylmconnect.org. Events at ylmconnect.org. Or you can download our app and let us know that you made a decision to give your life to Jesus. Or you came back to Jesus. Congratulations. Yes. We're excited for you. That's right. We get excited when somebody comes to Jesus. And then there may be those that say, you know, I'm looking for a church home. I want to be a part of the body of Christ. I need to be a part of a good Bible teaching church where I can grow and mature in the things of God. Listen, we welcome you. If you'd like more information about Yes Lord Ministries, Amen. My God. Listen, send us an email at events at ylmconnect.org. Let us know. I was listening to the broadcast. I'm looking for a church home. I've been praying for a church home. Listen, you can connect with us. Amen. At Yes Lord Ministries. Both Pastor Mamie and I, Tarver and I, we will welcome the opportunity to serve you as your pastors. Amen. We love you. We have a, a wonderful church family. I'm telling you, they blessed us so. They encourages us. We'll get an email, get a text, get a cash app or whatever. You know, this, whatever, God. We just thank God for the precious people of God. But I will tell you, like my father used to tell us, he was our pastor. And he says, in our former home church, he says, if you ever find a perfect church, he said, don't join it. He said, because you will mess it up. Yes. So what am I saying? You're not going to find a perfect church, but you will find a maturing church. It's a distinct difference. Are you with me? So we're all maturing. We're all growing in Christ. You know what I'm saying? And so we love you. Thank God for you. And, um, and listen, if this ministry has been a blessing to you, you have an opportunity to sow into our ministry. Amen. You can tithe. If you don't have a church home, you can tithe into Yes or Ministry. You can use, um, download our app. You can um, give uh, using the Yes Sort Ministries app in the Google Play, Apple Store. You can um, you can also give by pressing the button right there. We thank God for every person that's given. We're going to pray for every giver tonight. Before we conclude, you can give a man a cash app, dollar sign, yes, Lord, the letter M, dollar sign, yes, Lord, M. You can cash up. So we thank God for your giving. Amen. Listen, no gift is too small or too large. Listen, there are people who have been able to give $1,000, $5,000, $10,000. You know what I'm saying? You, those of you that still write checks, listen, it's okay. You can mail your checks, make it to Yes Lord Ministries and mail it uh, or money order. Mail it to P.O. Box 425 Union, New Jersey 07083. That's 
P.O. Box 425, Union, New Jersey, 07083. This will also be on the replay. Amen. Just in case you were, you were so into the word, you get interested, write it down. Listen, I've been there. Understand? I said, oh, what did they say? You know, because I was into the word, you know, into what the knowledge that is being shared, you know. So we just love you. Thank God for you. And um, look forward to seeing you on Sunday. Hey, that's right. Listen, gather around, get, get a watch party going. You know, pass the word around. You could, you not know when you download the app, you can literally share the app. There's an option. You'll go on the uh, on our app and look for it says share. You just press share and you can just text it right to a friend or email it to a friend or WhatsApp them to a friend, you know what I'm saying? Or send it to them Facebook Messenger, you know, to share the app with them. We love you so much. And let me tell you, Sunday's going to be amazing. You don't want to miss. We got two exciting services for you on this coming Sunday, 8.30 a.m. East Coast time. That's right. Amen. You could be right with us Sunday morning. We love you. Thank God for you. Listen, I don't even want to let you go, but I know I got to go. My time is out. So listen, have a blessed evening. Get home safe, and we love you. Thank God for you.